You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. Okay, we're going to try this again, you guys, friends, clients, people who think I'm nuts. We are going to try today's episode off the cuff. I talked about doing this a couple of weeks ago, and it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. So I ended up just going back to the outline that I'd had planned. But this morning, I want to do something different because the episode that I have planned for you that I've already recorded and edited and simply need to schedule is about my morning routine. And I recorded this before I left for Indiana about a week ago. And what I thought at the time was this episode isn't going to be for everyone. People are going to listen to this and say, you know what, Jessica, it's pretty cool for you that you get to drink coffee in bed for an hour and then maybe you get up and walk on your treadmill and work a little bit. Maybe you take your laptop back to bed and work in bed for a while. Maybe you go to the gym. I don't know. Like you get to just choose your own adventure every day when you get up. And that means your morning routine is a lot easier and more relaxed than mine. I struggled with that a little bit because I do know that I have a morning routine that is a lot more flexible and a lot more relaxed than what a lot of people get to do. I don't have kids. I don't have a spouse. I don't have animals. My mornings are completely mine. And I know that and I acknowledge that. And so I I will probably share my morning routine with you guys at some point. I'll post that episode. But something else has come up for me in the interim that I think is more interesting and that I want to share with you more than how I spend my mornings. It leads into this idea of relatability for me. So my concern over sharing my morning routine was you sound unrelatable. People are going to be like, you're out of touch. You have no idea of what you're talking about. This is not applicable to my life. And years ago, I joked with a friend, was like, listen, man, I am not here to be relatable. That is still true to a very large extent. I'm not here to be relatable. And I think that the more we try to be relatable, the less authentic we are and the more diluted we become, the more diluted our messages become. So I have decided to really lean into the truth of my message, the truth of who I am, and really share with you guys what's going on for me and where I think I can help you the most. Where I think that is, and you'll start to see this play out in my content going forward, is believing in career transitions and career changes that look irresponsible, that look ill-advised, that look foolish. Taking a burn-it-down attitude to whatever your situation is and going all in. Over the last 8 to 12 weeks since I really launched my coaching business, I have struggled to create a coaching offer. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you have seen this play out. I have said I can coach on 
variants of the same thing. The confusion that has been apparent on my social media has been obviously reflective of the confusion in my mind because I have been pretending that I don't know what I want to coach on because I have been afraid. I have been afraid that what I really want to coach on is unrelatable to most people. And that is simply making career transitions, burning it down, and going all in on what your dreams are. That's really it. When I decided to start my coaching business, I was talking to a friend and she was like, listen, I really admire what you're doing. I admire that you're quitting your job and you're just going for it, but I can't do that. I have kids, I have a mortgage, I have a spouse, like I can't do what you're doing, but I think it's really cool. And that is maybe unrelatable. This message won't be for everyone. Not everyone is in a place where they can or they want to burn everything down, start over, take big risks, make the big career change, go back to school full time, whatever the case is. And that's okay. You don't have to do things the way I do them. But my approach to life and my career, as I look back over it the last 15 years, my approach has almost always been go all in, burn it down, start over. And I usually don't have a plan B. My plan B is usually make a new plan A. When I talked about the other day having trouble following recipes, this is kind of what I'm talking about. I've been confused for a lot of years as a planner. People have seen me as a planner. It's a very organized kind of person. And the truth is, I have a general sense of a plan, but it is not terribly detailed ever. Like I said, my plan B is always make plan A work or come up with a new plan A altogether. And when I think about way, way back, the first big decision I made, the first kind of burn it down moment I experienced was when I packed up my car the day after graduating from college and I moved to Arizona. And the plan at that time was I was going to spend one year as an AmeriCorps Vista making $800 a month. And at the end of that year, I was going to move to Virginia and take my scholarship and my seat at UVA, the law school. At some point in 2011, I decided to blow that plan up and not go. So I called Virginia and I said, I'm not going to take my seat. I forfeit my deposit. I'm not going to law school. Instead, what I did was I moved to Tucson, Arizona and got a job at a nonprofit where I made 13 bucks an hour, but at least <laughs> had fully covered health insurance. And that was pretty exciting for me. I was thrilled by that. But from the outside, that decision, even now, as I sit here and talk about that decision, it on paper sounds insane. It sounds stupid. It sounds like I made a huge mistake. My parents at the time thought that I had taken the golden goose out back and shot it because I had a, a really significant scholarship to a top 10 law school. And I gave it up. I said, nah, I think I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to go work at this nonprofit and they're going to pay me $13 an hour. And that's what I'm doing now. I, I burned down all of the work I had done for years. It was about five years of work. All of the prep I had done for the LSAT, all of the time I'd spent 
applying to the top 10 law schools in the country. All of that time, all of that money, all of that energy. And I just said, no, not going to do it. And I made a new plan. And it happened again just this year when I left a six-figure job that I loved. I really loved that job. I left it when I didn't have to. And I decided to go all in on my coaching business. Even though I had no clients, I had not yet completed my training or certification, and I didn't know what I was going to be coaching on. But clearly, I just explained I had, didn't have an offer. I didn't have a niche. I didn't have like, a, this is what I'm offering to people. I just did it when I didn't have to. And this approach, it's not going to be for everyone, right? That's okay. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to do your life this way. But I knew when I decided to leave that six-figure job, I knew what the alternative was because I've known for a while, several years, that I have to work for myself. That is a non-negotiable. That is the direction I'm going in and I will make it work, period. I don't know how is what I was thinking back then. I don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I know I must. Back in 2020, when I left the real estate business, and got a job and kind of slipped back into that mode of being an employee, I just thought at some point I'm going to get back into being a business owner. And the approach I took at that time was starting a side hustle, working early in the morning and at night. And for me at that time, it was writing fiction. That was the side hustle I was running. I spent several years doing that. And when it came time, to make a decision on the last job I held and whether I wanted to continue side hustling, working early in the morning, and then having a full-time job, I realized I know exactly where I'm going to be if I continue to do this. Because for some people, and you might be one of them, a side hustle works. You're able to make that work. You're able to actually make real forward progress and really push yourself when you don't have to. But I know for me, I will work really, really hard in a side hustle. I will put in the hours. I will put in the effort. I will do all the things. What I won't do is the things that make me really uncomfortable. So I won't do the things like make offers to people, put myself out there, tell people what I'm doing. In other words, I won't do all of the things that actually make you money. If I have the, the backstop of a full-time job that pays a shit ton of money, I am not going to go out there and hustle to make the money I need to make to eventually strike out on my own. So I realized early this fall, if I do this, if I side hustle my coaching business, one year from now, I will be in the exact same position I am right now. I will have a full-time job that pays a lot of money. I will have a fledgling business. Maybe I'll have a client here and there. And I will still be frustrated with myself that I am here side hustling when I don't need to be. And I didn't want to be in the same position in fall of 2024 that I was in the fall of 2023. So I looked around at the assets and the resources that I had. And I'll be completely transparent with you. This is what I had. I had a free place to live because my brother was like, listen, Jesse. You had the opportunity to do this two years ago. Two years ago, I could have quit my job at a PR agency 
and gone into writing fiction full time. But I took a tech job instead. One of the best choices I've ever made. But I was living with my brother at that time in 2021. And he was encouraging me at that time to go all in on myself and start my own business. But I chose not to. And this time around, he said, look, you're exactly where you were last time. You've got the support. You have money in the bank. You have a free place to live. And you have an idea. And you should just do it. That's what I had. I had the free place to live. I had money in the bank. And here is the thing about having money in the bank. You have to be willing to use it for the things that support your goals because you can have it and be in complete resistance to actually using it to support your dreams. And notice that I'm using the word use and not spend. I have stopped saying that I'm spending money on things. Instead, I look at it as giving that money a job. So I had those two things. I had a safe, secure place to live. I have money that I've earmarked to use for this purpose. And I also have experience. I ran a business for four years. I know what it takes from a foundational standpoint, from logistics, all that administrative stuff. I know how to do that. I decided that those three things were enough. That was enough for me to get started, for me to leave my job and to go all in on myself. And some people might be like, that's not enough. You needed to have a more serious business plan. You needed to have your coaching certification and training already completed in order to do this. And for me, that just wasn't true. I just didn't believe that. I didn't believe I needed to wait for those things to come to pass before I could go all in on this. And I've written a blog post about this before, this concept of going all in. My argument for going all in is that you will find out faster. You're going to find out so much faster if things are going to work, what needs to change in order for it to work, and what you need to do, what you need to learn, where you need to grow. You will discover all of those things with a speed that you would never get while you've got one foot in and one foot out. And a really clear example of this is, I should, I should do an episode on the 90-day relationship, but years ago, I met this really wonderful person on an app, and we went on a few dates, and on our third date, I had one or two martinis, probably two, and I pitched him on this idea of a 90-day relationship. <laughs> and the concept was, listen, we're going to go all in on this, on you and me, for 90 days. We are going to stop seeing other people. We're going to like tune out the noise of dating other people. We're going to commit to seeing each other. We're going to do this trial relationship for a while. And we're going to commit to it for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, we can get out of it. No harm, no foul, no hurt feelings. And obviously, if there were, if we did, it turned out we just hated each other, like we could quit. But we were both committed to it. And we went all in and we did that for 90 days. And at the end of the 90 days, it turned out we weren't a match for each other. And we ended the, our 90-day relationship. We had a great dinner. And he is still one of my dearest friends right now. I respect and admire him so much. 
And the way we did that experience together really solidified my belief in this idea of you go all in and you find out really fast and you don't get the chance to hedge. These principles are applicable across your life, including your career. If you want to do something big, if you feel like it's time for a change, if you feel like it's time for you to change careers, get into a new industry, if you want to go back to school, if you want to start a business, go for a different kind of promotion or like make a different amount of money. I believe that going all in is actually a really prudent way of doing things and it won't look like it from the outside. If you are drawn to this approach, if this feels like the truth to you and what's going to work for you, here are just a couple of pointers that I want to offer from my experience of doing this over and over. The first one is that people who don't get it won't ever get it. They will not understand what you are doing or why you are doing it in the way you are. And that's okay. You don't have to convince them. The more time you spend trying to convince other people that your ideas are good, that you're doing the right thing, that it makes sense what you're doing, the less time you have to focus on what actually needs to be done. And the fear of what other people think isn't really about whether they think it's stupid or whether they think you're insane or it's going to fail, all of those things. The danger of it is that you're afraid that they're right, that they're right that you're doing something stupid, that they are right that you are being foolish, that you're going to lose all your money. You're worried and fearful that they are right that it's not going to work out for you. And you have to turn your attention away from that. You have to get your mind off all of the ways that it won't work and onto all of the ways that it will. The second thing, and the reason I can tell you that it doesn't matter what other people think, is they don't know you as well as you know you. That's all you have to know. No one knows what you are capable of better than you do. No one knows your plans and your dreams as well as you do. If all you do is stay focused on protecting that, protecting what you know and protect your belief in yourself, then all of the other things will start to fall into place. If you are wanting to make a big change in your career, if you're wanting to go in a different direction, if you want to pursue your passion for the first time in a meaningful way, I want to tell you that it's possible that you can do these things and you can do it in the way you want to. If you want to burn everything down, start over and go all in, you can do it that way. You can also make little tiny changes in the direction you want to go. And as you are building this life and this career that works for you, you'll find that you end up doing a little bit of both. Sometimes you make the really, really big changes, and sometimes you make the tiny adjustments along the way. And both are necessary and both are useful as you are pursuing this dream career quilt that you're making. If you want coaching through a career transition, if you want support as you are making a career change or changing industries, going back to school, whatever it might be, 
then I encourage you to book a free coaching consultation with me. My 12-week career transition package is 12 sessions. It's 1200 bucks. Very simple. And the first step is just to book that consult. And we'll see if coaching is really the, the next best step for you. And just remember, as you're pursuing these things, it's about not being in the same place a year from now. It's about being curious and experiencing the exciting consequences of your decisions and your choices. That is all for me this week. And until next time, I hope interesting things come your way.